Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed and it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks. Hi, the scriptural cliff notes sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Welcome and welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. Um, I hope you're enjoying your day. And I hope all is well with you. Um, we are currently on First Samuel, Samuel. You already know his name is Samuel, so I will use it interchangeably. Whatever comes out my mouth is the same. But you already know his original name was Samuel. Understand that. You already know that um, heathens have change the names and various places and situations within the scriptures. I need you to make sure you know that. Um, King James Bible, Amplified, and all of that, the names have changed. But if you get a cipher, you will see the change. Um, I want you to know that in the written text box that I explained what the lesson is about, you can get um, a percentage off a C for Bible. If you want to get that to keep it in your house, you know, there's a lot of people who are learning to know who they are and want the truth, even about the names, because it makes a difference. Yeshua, Jesus, see what I mean? Uh, so you want to at least have the truth there, just in case you have to battle somebody for the truth. Even though, you know, I don't know, it's up to you. If you want to prove the real names and stuff like that, you can actually just do the research. But like I said, if you just want to sit in there waiting for you, get the CIFA. Um, Like I said, this is outline number five. And I will be um, explaining the outline and then just reading it right out. I already told you why I wanted to read everything out and not cliff note it simply because this is important. Um, Yasharel is getting their first king. And you know, I'll be taking my water breaks throughout this time. So I feel like I'm pushing my voice to say stuff. It's very difficult, but I will continue to push on. I'm adjusting my mic so I don't go in and out. Right. So here's the outline. 
chapter 13, hold on. Chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, Shaul's select band. Verses 3 and 4, he calls for Yasharal to Gilgal against the Philistines, whose garrison Jonathan had smitten. Verses 5, the Philistines' great host. Verses 6 and 7, the distress of Yasharal. Verses 8 through 10, Shaul weary and staying for Shemuel's sacrifices. Verses 11 through 16, uh, Shemuel reproves him. 17 and 18, the three spoiling bands of the Philistines. 19 through 23, the policy of the Philistines to suffer no smith in Yasharel. And those are the highlights of the The war with the Philistines, if you notice, this is all Yasharel continues to do, fight with these Philistines. I already told you the Philistines are the remnant of the um, giants. So they're really big. A lot of them are big. Okay. Shaul was 30 years old when he began to reign. So when he became the king, he was 30. Okay, he was 30 years old when he became. And he reigned for 42 years over Yasharal. Shaul chose for himself 3,000 men of Yasharal, of whom 2,000 were with him in Mizpah and in the hill country of Bethel, while 1,000 with Jonathan and Gibeah of Benjamin. But he sent the rest of the people away, each one to his own tent. Now, let me just give, me a, give you a summarization of last week. You already know that he went to war with them. And the Most High um, blessed him in being a mighty man of valor. Just to show the rest of his brethren that he can rise to the occasion of a king, which is what they wanted. But notice that um, Shaul being the king is not going to be a perfect king. As a matter of fact, he's nowhere near perfect. This is what the children of Israel want. So they get what they want. I already told you, the most I'm going to give you what you want, whether you know you need it, whether it's good for you or not. Just the fact that you keep asking for it, sometimes the most high gives it to you just to let you know it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. May even be to your detriment. So, like I said, three. Jonathan attacked. Thank you. Jonathan attacked and defeated. The Philistine garrison, which was at Geba, and the Philistines heard about it, and Shaul blew the trumpet, which is a shofar, and what is a shofar? The shofar is that ram's horn. Now, they'll say trumpet because I'm reading from the Amplified, but it does make a difference because when you say trumpet, what do you imagine as opposed to what it really was? So this is what I need you to understand. We imagine this um, this brass looking machine that you pushing out air to make a noise. That's what we think, but we're fooled because the actual shofar is a ram's horn. 
And this is how the devil fools the world. I'm just letting you know in very subtle ways. Don't forget that. Always remember that. And these things matter. They matter. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> because tiny boxes spoil vines. And why does that matter? Because everybody can look at all the little nibbles on a vine and go, oh, okay, yeah, that's all right. But all these little nibbles will kill the vine. Understand that. That's what I was saying. Um, then Shaul, excuse me, <coughs> blew the trumpet throughout the land saying, let Yasharel hear. All Yasharel heard that Shaul had defeated the Philistine garrison. And also that Yasharel had become despicable to the Philistines. And the people were summoned to join Shaul at Gilgal. Now the Philistines gathered against um, Yasharel to fight. 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen um, and troops in the multitude, like sand on the seashore. They came up and camped at Mishpah, east of Bethaven. When the men of Yasharel saw that they were in a tight situation for their troops were hard pressed, they hid in caves, in thickets, in cellars and in dry cisterns, which are pits. Also, some of the Yasharel had crossed the river Yarden to the land of Gad and Gilead. As Shaul, he was still in Gilgal and all the people followed him trembling in fear and anticipation. Now Shaul waited seven days according to the appointed time which Shemuel had set, but Shemuel had not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattering away from Shaul. So Shaul said, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering, which he was forbidden to do. Listen, he didn't wait for the priest the ordained priest by the most high to come and do the offering. He took it upon his own self to submit the offering, which was, which was uh, uh, not something that he was supposed to do. So as you can see, this king is taking upon himself to do whatever he wants. So right there is bad. Now, some people may say, well, since Shemuel didn't come on time, he had to do what he had to do. No, no. No, that's not how it works. If the children of Israel would have took those people off the land like the Most High said in the beginning, we wouldn't have these problems. That's number one. Number two, everybody knows and it has been established through the all Yasharel. Let it be so, amen, that they said that the laws are the priests are the ones that are supposed to do everything. So now this king that's in the line of Benjamin is taking it upon himself to do something that a Levitical priest is supposed to do. What the what? This is why children of Israel always getting into trouble. Now I'm going to read it again. And he offered the burnt offering, Shaul did. As soon as he finished the offering, Shaul finally came, excuse me, Shemuel finally came. Shaul, which is Shaul, went out to meet and to welcome him. But Shemuel said, what have you done? See, that's what I mean. And some people, honestly, some people who listen to me will sit there and go, well, what's the big difference? Not following directions is the big difference. 
not heeding the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands is the big difference. Doing whatever you want and thinking it's righteous in your own head is the difference. That's the difference. If you believe that this is not something that is a big deal, something's wrong with you. That's what I mean, children of Israel. I'm talking to the children of Israel because some people could think about what I said and just be like, oh, it's not a big deal. This is why we're in the position we're in because our whole nation believes that nothing's a big deal. They don't take nothing seriously. They don't do nothing. This is why we getting beat down, killed, wrecked, abused, every adjective that you could think of. That's what we get. That's what I was saying, 11. Shemuel said, what have you done? Shaul said, since I saw that the people were scattering away from me, and that you did not come within a appointed time. Can you hear this nonsense? And that the Philistines were assembling at Mishpah. Therefore, I said, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal. And I had not asked for the most high's favor by making supplication to him. So I forced myself to offer the burnt offering. Do you hear the, uh, the uh, nonsense? Do you hear the excuse? Because Shaul didn't want to wait. Okay, that's his own fleshly self. Let me just say something about this. When we become fleshly, we are opening ourselves up to being ruled by the devil, by his suggestive um, comments. And that's exactly what happened with Shaul. Um, and the bad thing about that is he's supposed to be the leader of Yasharel. And I already told you, when one person does something, the whole Yasharel suffers. So look at the nonsense that's happening. Now, we already went through this since Genesis. How Yasharel just constantly complain. They constantly um, want to do what they want to do. They constantly want to follow other nations. They constantly want to do what the heathen nations do by um, worshiping devils and idols. And what happens to them? The Most High said that he's going to deal with these rebels. We still got rebels in our camp. People who are thin-skinned, people who, um, how dare you um, admonish me? I'm perfect, I'm right, I'm this, I'm that. When nobody's that way. We all must be humble. If we stay humble, then we can learn something. When you start getting puffed up and all of that, then you can't learn anything. You're just thinking, yeah, hey, you know everything, but you don't. This is where we all fumble and fall. Pride comes before a fall. That's what I was saying, 13. Shemuel said to Shaul, you have acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Most High, your El, which he commanded you. For if you had obeyed the Most High, would have established your kingdom over Yasharel forever. And I'm just going to say this. When the consummation of time comes and judgment day comes, and the Most High judges and separates the wheat from the tares and then takes his two um, flocks. Guess who's going to be um, blessed and, um, and uh, being under the Most High? Guess, David. It ain't going to be Shaul, because Shaul's taking it upon himself to do whatever he wants to. Yes, David has sinned, but you already know, like I said, there's a difference between a saint and a sinner. Now, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Most High. But what's the difference? Stand down, wallowing in the mud, you will continue to be a sinner. Or to repent and turn from your wicked ways. Recognize that you made a mistake and don't do it again. That's the difference between a saint and a sinner. Okay? 
moving past what I just said, um, Shemuel is still talking to um, Shaul, but now your kingdom shall not endure. Listen, listen to what um, Shemuel was saying to um, Shaul because he's doing whatever he wants to. First, in the beginning, when he was chosen king, oh, I'm nothing. I'm a worm in the Benjamite, um, Benjamite um, line. Who am I to be king? And now he's getting puffy and arrogant. Enough is enough. You see how quick somebody's arrogance can take over? Very quickly. You're supposed to stay humble. The most high can't work with somebody who's arrogant. He can't. No matter how much they believe that the most high is working with them, you have to stay humble. Look at how Yahshua was. Yahshua could have crushed anybody at any time. He stayed humble all the time. Okay? Everything he could have said to curse, to put people to death, he could have just said it and it would have been done. But he kept his mouth closed when it needed to be closed. He went on when he needed to go on. And that's how you know the difference between... Um, Noticing your power and staying humble so that the most high can work with you and then doing whatever you want to do once you get the power. It's just a mess. The most high has sought out for himself a man, David, after his own heart. Now, David didn't even come yet. This is the this is what um, um, Shemuel is saying to Shaul. Okay, I'm going to say it again. The most high has sought out for himself a man named David after his own heart and the most high has appointed him as a leader under ruler over his people because you have not kept and obeyed the most high's command over you you see how important the commands are these are guidelines that's what they are to make sure you stay in line because nobody's perfect the most high understands that and he knows that that's why he's helping you with laws um and commands with every precept and statute that he sets. Okay, there's a reason why he does those things. For your own sake. If he didn't want you to be here, you would have never been born or you would have just been struck down at any time. But the Most High likes to save his saints and save everybody because Adam's sin should never have been. And since it was what it was, the Most High is doing what he needed to do to correct it. The most high don't want people to go um, be destroyed and he don't want them to go hell to hell until uh, judgment. He doesn't want that. But these people's doing whatever they want, honey. And because of that, he chose his own special line and had a contract with them. And even they showing their behinds. What is an L to do? 15. Then Shemuel arose and went up from Gilgal to Gibeah of Benjamin, which regular people call Benjamin. And Shaul assembled and counted the people who were still with him, only about 600 fighting men. Now, can you imagine from that, um, that large amount that he originally had into now? This is just a foresight of what's to come, child. Shaul and his son, Jonathan, and the people with them were staying at Geba of Benjamin, while the Philistines camped at Mizpah. 
And the raiding party came from the Philistine camp in three companies. One company turned toward Ophrath, the other in the land of Shorel, and the other turned toward uh, Beth Horan, and another toward the border overlooking the valley of Zeboim toward the wilderness. Now, no blacksmith, metal worker could be found in all the land of Yasharel, for the Philistines said, otherwise, Yasharel will make swords or spears. So all the men of Yasharel went down to the Philistines, each to get his plowshare, pick, axe, or sickle sharpened. Listen to what he's saying. The, uh, the children of Israel had to go somewhere else because they didn't have no blacksmiths to get their um their tools sharpened and yash um and the Philistines knew this. Child, I I don't know how the most high does it. I really don't. But however he does it, I'm so grateful and I give the most high all the glory for being long suffering and patient with the wretched people that are Yashara. 21. The fee for sharpening was a pen, which is two-thirds of a shekel. For the plowshares, the picks, the pitchforks, and the axes, and the straightening of the goats, which are cattle prods. So it came about on the day of battle that neither sword nor spear was found in the hands of any of the people that were with Shaul and Jonathan, his son. But Shaul and Jonathan his son had them at the garrison of the Philistines went out to the pass of Mishpah. So this is the nonsense that Shaul's doing. It's just too much. It's too much. He just don't know how to rule at all. And this is an example to the children of Israel. You want a frivolous, fleshly, acting king. Somebody that ain't no better than nobody else. You want this man to rule you. Good luck. Now we're on chapter 14. Verses 1 through 4 is Jonathan goes and miraculously smites the Philistines garrison. 15 and 16, the divine terror makes them beat themselves. 17 through 20, Shaul, not staying the priest's answer sets on them. 21 through 23, the captivated Yasharel and the hidden Yasharel join against them. 24 through 30, Shaul's unadvised uh, adjuration, uh, adjuration hinders the victory. Verses 31 to 34, he restrains the people from eating blood. Verses 35 and 36, he builds an altar. 37 through 46, Jonathan takes by lot, is saved by the people. 47 through 52 is Shaul's victories, strength, and family. Okay. Jonathan's victory. Remember, Shaul's son is Jonathan. One day, Jonathan, the son of Shaul, said, to his young armor bearer. 
come, let's go over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Shaul was staying in the outskirts of Gibeah under the pomegranate tree in Migron. And with him were about 600 men. And the son of Ishbod's brother, Akabub, the son of Phineas, the son of Eli, the Most High's priest, as Shiloh was wearing the ephod. And the people did not know that Jonathan had gone. Between the passes by which Jonathan sought to cross over to get the Philistine garrison, there was a rocky crag on the one side and the rocky crag on the other side. One crag was named Boses and the other Senech. The one crag was on the north in front of Mishpah, and the other was on the south in front of Gibba. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, Come, let us cross over the garrison of these uncircumcised men. It may be that the Most High will work for us, for there is nothing to prevent the Most High from saving whether by many or by few. Mm. So his armor bearer said to him, and his armor bearer said to him, do everything that is in your heart and your mind. Here I am with you in whatever you think best. Jonathan said, see now, we are going to cross over to the Philistine men to reveal ourselves to them. If they say to us, wait until we come to you, then we will stand in our place and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will go. For the Most High has handed them over to us, and this shall be a sign to us. When both of them revealed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines, the Philistines said, look, Yasharel are coming out of the holes where they have hidden themselves. So the men of garrison responded to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come up to us and we will tell you something. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up after me, for the Most High has given them into the hands of Yasharel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet, his armor bearer following after him. The enemy fall before the enemy fell before Jonathan in combat and his armor bearer killed some of them after him. That first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about 20 men within a half a plow furrow in a plot of land, the area of which a yoke of oxen could plow in a day. And there was trembling in the Philistine camp, in the field, and among all the people, even the garrison and the raiding party trembled in fear. And the earth quaked, and it became a trembling and terror from the Most High. So Jonathan knew that the Most High was there. Remember, you can't go to war without the prophet, who is the priest, to let you know whether the Most High is going to carry you through the war or not. 
16. Shaul's watchmen at Gibeah and Benjamin looked, and behold, the multitude melted away, and they were here and there. So Shaul said to the people with him, Take account and see who is left who has left us. When they had taken account, behold, Jonathan and his armor bearer was missing. Shaul said to Ahijah the priest, Bring the ark of the Most High here. For at that time, the ark of Yah was with the sons of Yasharel. While Shaul talked to the priests, the commotion of the Philistine camp continued and increased. So Shaul said to the priests, withdraw your hand. And Shaul and the people who were with him rallied and went into battle. And behold, every Philistine man's sword was against his companion. Uh-huh, there's the most high at work, honey. In wild confusion. Only the most high could do that. Only the most high can make somebody turn on themselves. The children of Israel didn't do that. Do you see the miracles that were set before the children of Israel? Especially if you were in the will of the most high. If you was in the law, statutes, precepts, and commands of the most high. If you had faith in the most high. If you were loyal to the most high. This is what he would do to you or for you. Even now. But nobody does that now. And it was hard back then too, as you can see. Now, Yasharel, who were with the Philistines previously, who went up with all around the camp, they also turned to be with Yasharel, who were with uh, Saul, Shaul, and Jonathan. When all the men of Yasharel who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines had fled, they too pursued them closely in the battle. So the Most High saved Yasharel that day. You notice the Most High saved Yasharel, not Shaul. Shaul's foolish order. But the men of Yasharel were hard pressed that day because Shaul had put the people under a curse, saying, Cursed be the man who eats food before evening. I need you to pay attention to what I'm getting ready to say. And I'm going to say it again. Shaul's foolish order. You see how foolish this king was? Mm hmm. But the men of Yasharel, remember, they had war were hard-pressed that day because Shaul had put the people under a curse, saying, curse be the man who eats food before evening, because they're supposed to be fighting, and before I have taken vengeance on my enemies. Now, Shaul took it upon himself just to place a curse over the people so that they didn't eat nothing, but look at how it's going to backfire. So none of the people ate any food. Remember, um, Shaul put a curse. Nobody shouldn't be eating until we defeat these heathens. Okay, that's the curse. So nobody ate. They fighting on empty stomachs. And I just want you to know this. Food is energy. Okay, all the food was wholesome back then, not unless it was um, offered to um, idols. All the food was wholesome. Wasn't no sugars, no nothing. So eating the food would have made them more energetic to fight. But Shaul said, nobody's going to eat nothing until we uh, defend these Philistines. So all the people of the land came to the forest and there was honey on the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and the people into the forest. The honey was dripping. Pool porn. But no man put his hand to his mouth to taste it. Uh-huh. This is the test right here. Because the people feared the oath of Shaul. But Jonathan, who's Shaul's son, had not heard when his father put the people under the curse. He didn't hear it. Okay? Shaul's own son didn't hear it. So he put the end of the staff that was in his hand and dipped it into the honeycomb. And then he put his hand to his mouth and his energy was restored. Do you see what just happened? I'm explaining to you if you didn't get it. The king put a curse on anybody who takes food before they defeat the Philistines. The king's own son that wasn't privy to hearing the curse put his hand in the honeycomb so that he could eat. And guess what? He's automatically cursed. So guess what? If the Most High would carry out Shaul's curse, Shaul's own son would be dead. Uh-huh. You see how foolish it is to be saying all this nonsense? 28. But once the people told um, Jonathan, your father strictly put the people under a curse saying, curse be the man who eats food today. And the people were exhausted and hungry. Uh -huh. Then Jonathan said, my father has a troubled land with his foolish curse. See how my energy is restored because I tasted a little of this honey? How much better it would have been if only the people had eaten freely today from the spoil of their enemies, which they found. But now the slaughter among the Philistines has not been great. Mm -mm. Shaul is a fool. 31. They struck the Philistines that day from Mishpa to Ajalon. And the people were very tired. It's because they didn't eat. When night came and the oath ended, the people rushed greedily upon the spoil. They took sheep, oxen, and calves and slaughtered them on the ground and they ate them raw with the blood still in them. Oh, yeah. Isn't one of the Lord's don't eat blood? Because foolish soul said people couldn't eat. Now, after they've been fighting, fighting, fighting all day and almost so withdrawn that they can't even do anything with themselves for the lack of energy that is from food, that they started acting like savages and eating raw meat. Those in Israel don't do that. That's not in their character to do that. Nevertheless, this foolish king is starting all of these stupid uh, things that he's doing. Then Shaul has told, has was told, look, the people are sinning against the Most High by eating the meat with the blood. And Shaul said, you have violated the law and acted treacherously. Now, you see how everything matters? Let's, let's just look. Shaul's getting ready to reprimand the whole regiment, right? 
However, he's the one who started everything. He put a curse in place that nobody should eat. So all day people's fighting, they're using every piece of energy they have without food to create more energy. Then after that, um, he put the curse down. His son eats. So his son is cursed. That's number one. And then after that, when they could eat, and Saul said, yeah, you can eat now. Now, finally, when they could eat, they acting like they don't have no sense. And they eating damn near the bones of the animals. Blood, organs, sinews, they eating everything. And now Shaul is yelling at them when he's the one who caused it. You see what I mean about the onion and the root of a flower? People just look at the, the top of the flower. They never find out where the root cause comes from. Shaul is the cause. So I'm going to read it again. And he said, you have violated the law and acted treacherously. Roll a large stone to me today. Shaul says, spread out among the people and tell them, each one of you bring me his ox or his sheep and butcher it properly. Hear and eat. And do not sin against the Most High by eating the meat with the blood. Oh, I'm exhausted just reading the nonsense. So that night, each one brought his ox with him and butchered it there. And Shaul built an altar to the Most High. It was the first altar that he built to the Most High. Then Shaul said, let us go down after the Philistines by night and plunder them until morning light. And let us not leave a man of them alive. They said, do whatever seems good to you. Then the priest said, let us approach the Most High here. Shaul asked counsel of the Most High. Shall I go down after the Philistines? Now he's asking the Most High after they put a um, sacrifice. Will you hand them over to Yasharel? These are the questions that they ask the Most High. But he did not answer them. That day, the Most High didn't answer. See the nonsense? The Most High didn't answer. Then Shaul said, come here, all of you who are leaders of the people, and let us find out how this sin causing the Most High silence happened today. Um, it was you, Shaul. Mm -hmm. He's pointing a finger at everybody, and three fingers are being pointed back at him. This is what, this is what I mean to be about being humble. Always stay on um, humility. And you don't have to uh, grovel down on the ground and wonder what you did. For as the Most High lives, who saves Yasharel, for even if the guilt is in my son, Jonathan, he shall most certainly die. You hear what uh, the reckless talk that um, Shaul is saying? But not one of all the people answered him. Then he said to all Yasharel, you shall be on one side. I and my son, Jonathan, will be on the other side. The people said to Shaul, do what seems good to you. Therefore, Shaul said to the Most High, the El of Yasharel, give a perfect lot identifying the trans transgressor. Mm -hmm. Then Shaul and Jonathan were selected by lot, but the other men went free. Shaul said, cast lots between me and my son, Jonathan. And Jonathan was selected. Shaul said to Jonathan, tell me what you've done. You see how the most high is? Oh, you're not going to play with the most high. 
you see how this all ended with Shaul? Everything started to end with Shaul because Shaul and his foolishness, he put a curse on the people that nobody should eat. His son ate. All hell started breaking loose from there. And now he's pointing fingers at the people when it was him who started the whole dare going thing. Then he's saying to his son, Jonathan, tell me what you've done. So Jonathan told him, and you know, Jonathan didn't open his mouth until he had to. This is the arrogance of people. People really believe that they're good and humble and they're not. We need to check ourselves all the time because the Most High is not letting none of that go. None of it. Jonathan said, I tasted a little honey with the end of the staff that was in my hand. Here I am. I must die. That's what Jonathan said. Child. He should have told his father a long time ago. Actually, everybody should have been on one accord, but you know that didn't happen from this foolish king. Shaul answered, may the most high do so to me and more also if I do not keep my word for you shall most certainly died, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. But the people said to Shaul, must Jonathan who has brought about his great victory in Yasharel be put to death? You see how they're going against um, Shaul? I'm exhausted. Anyway, far from it, as the Most High lives, not one hair on his head shall fall to the ground. For he has worked with the Most High this day. That's what Shaul was saying. So the people rescued Jonathan, and he was not put to death. Then Shaul stopped pursuing the Philistines, and the Philistines went to their own place. You see the nonsense? Constant warfare. 47 went on. Then Shaul assumed control of the kingdom of Yasharel. He fought against all his enemies on every side. Moab, the sons and descendants of Ammon, Edom, the kings of Zobah, and the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he inflicted punishment. Mm -hmm. oh, can't. He acted violent, valiantly, excuse me, and defeated the Amalekites and rescued Yahshuael from the hands of those who had plundered them. Now, Shaul's sons were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malakashua. <laughs> That's a funny name. Malakashua. The names of his two daughters were, the firstborn was Merib, and the name of the other one was Michael. The name of Shaul's wife was Ahanaram, the daughter of Ashmiaz, the commander of his army was named Abner, the son of Ner, Shaul's uncle. Let me just say something about the children of Israel. The children of Israel, they reuse the names of their forefathers. That's what they do. They don't do it well in, in the land of their captivity. They don't do as much as their forefathers did, but that's what they did. They kept the names running in their lines because Ner is actually um, a name used um, is Noah's brother's name is Ner. 
And that was way in Genesis. Just saying. Kish was the father of Shaul, and Ner, the father of Abner, was the son of Abel. Now the war against the Philistines was severe, brutal, and relentless all the days of Shaul. And whenever Shaul saw any mighty or courageous man, he recruited him for his staff. And don't forget that, because that's how um, David is going to be recruited. Don't forget that, honey. Let me take this tea. Okay. Now we are on... Chapter 15, 1 through 5 is Shemuel sends Shaul to destroy Amalek. Verse 6, Shaul favors the Kenites. 7 through 9, he spares Agag and the best of the spoil. Oh gosh, here comes trouble. Shemuel denounces unto Shaul's, Shaul Yah's rejection of him for his disobedience. I told you, honey. Ugh. Verses um, 24 through 31, Shaul's humiliation. Verses 32 and 33, Shemuel kills Agag. And 34 and 35, Shemuel and Shaul part. Mm -hmm. Now we see Saul's and Shaul's disobedience. Oh, good grief. As if he didn't cause enough problems. Goofy. Anyway. Shemuel said to Shaul, the most high sent me to anoint you king over his people, Yasharel. Now listen and play, play. Hey, close attention to the words of the most high. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Most high is upset. And he's sending Shemuel to put him in his place, put Shaul in his place. Thus saith the Most High of hosts' armies, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Yasharel. How he set himself against him the way when Yasharel came up from out of Mizraim. Now go and strike Amalek and completely destroy everything. Listen to the statue of the Most High. This is why the Most High don't get rid of his lower statues, priestess, command. Listen to the statute of the Most High. Okay? I'm going to read it again. Verse 3. Now go and strike Amalek and completely destroy everything that they have. Everything. Do not spare nothing, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to read it again. This is how important it is. Shemuel said to Shaul, the Most High sent me to anoint you king over his people, Yasharel. Now listen and pay close attention to the words of the Most High coming from Shemuel. Thus saith the Most High of hosts, heaven's armies, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Yasharel. 
how he set himself against him on the way when Yasharel came up from Mizraim. Now go and strike Amalek and completely destroy everything that they have. Do not spare nothing. Kill man, woman, child, infant, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey. That's what the Most High said. That is the precept of the Most High. The statute of the Most High is the same thing. So Shaul summoned the people and numbered them at Telaim. 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Yahuda. You know Yahuda, stay ready. Okay. Shaul came to the city of Amalek. And I want you to listen to this closely because this is how things going to be a mess. Shaul came to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in a valley. Shaul said to the Kenites, go leave, go down to the Amalekites so that I do not destroy you along with them. So he's telling them to leave the area. For you showed kindness to all Yasharel when they went up out of Egypt. Now this was, um, remember back when I was reading um, Exodus, when the children of Israel needed to go through certain lands to get to the promised land and nobody let them. Well, the Amalekites was one of them that didn't let him. So the Most High is, oh, he's doing what he need to do. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. Shaul defeated the Amalekites from Havilah as far as Shur, which is east of Mizraim. He captured Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive. Though he totally destroyed all the rest of the people with the sword. Shaul said to the people, excuse me, Shaul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep. Listen to what happened. I need you to listen because people always think they don't do nothing. Oh, no, I didn't do nothing. And, but they did everything. I'm going to read this and then I'm going to remind you what the most I said. Shaul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the fatlings, the lamb, and everything that was good, and they were not willing to destroy them entirely. But everything that was undesirable or worthless, uh -huh, they destroyed completely. Now, while I continue to read, I want you to ask yourself what Shaul did. I want you to ask yourself what Shaul did, okay? I want you to ask, because that was a big sin. I want you to ask yourself what Shaul did as I continue to read. Hold on, give me some music. Shemuel rebukes Shaul. Then the word, of, I, I want to say something else too before I start reading. You think the Most High ain't sitting here watching this? Do you think that the Most High don't know what he just did? Now I'm going to start reading again. Shemuel rebukes Shaul. Then the word of the Most High came to Shemuel, saying, I regret that I made Shaul king, for he has turned away from following me 
and has not carried out my commands in the form of statutes and precepts. That's his commands. Shemuel was angry over Shaul's failure and he cried out to the Most High all night. When Shemuel got up early in the morning to meet Shaul, he told Shaul to come to Carmel and behold, he set up for himself a monument commemorating his victory. Then he turned and went on and went down to Gilgal. So Shemuel came to Shaul and Shaul said to him, blessed are you of the most high and have carried out the command. Listen, now he lies. Not only did he sin, he's lying now. Uh-huh, this is what they want. This is the children of Israel want these type of kings. Just as wretched as the rest of the kings in the world. Mm-hmm. And then they sit and go, well, what did we do? You already know he sinned and now he's lying. Uh-huh. And for those people who still think that ain't nothing, you need to check yourself. Uh-huh. So like I said, blessed, this is Shaul saying this, the liar that he is. Blessed are you of the Most High. I have carried out the command of the Most High. But Shemuel said, what then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowering of the oxen, which I hear? Mm -hmm. Shaul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites, from the people spared, for the people spared the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Most High Yael. This is a slap. Gaslighting um Shemuel and Shemuel's not going for it because the most high is not playing with either one of them. Enough is enough. When I say the most high ain't playing with us, oh I mean what I say. Oh no. Most high don't have no tolerance for bull crap. Uh-uh. And the children of Israel shouldn't either, but they continue to do it. Mm, I'm gonna say it again. 15. Shaul said. They have brought them from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Most High Yael, but the rest we have destroyed completely. What did, what did the Most High say? Destroy everything, right? Everything. Don't leave nothing. What did Shaul take it upon himself to do? The greed. Uh-huh. The lust. Uh-huh. These are the sins. Greed, lust, and covenant, um, covenanting of other people's stuff. That's what he's doing. Those are all the sins. If we stop and think about all the things that we do, this is what I'm saying. Humility is everything. Because even the things that you believe is little, is not little in the most high's eyes. And as you can see, Shaul doesn't think there's an issue with this. When he was told to uh, destroy everything, he's just turning around and doing whatever he wants to. This is why a lot of people is going to be destroyed. Children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Then Shemuel said to Shaul, stop and let me tell you what the Most High said to me last night. Shaul said to him, speak. Good grief. Shemuel said, is it not true that even 
though you were small, insignificant in your own eyes, you were made the head of the tribes of Yasharel. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Most High going to give it to him. And the Most High anointed you king over Yasharel. And the Most High sent you on a mission and said, go totally destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are eliminated. Period. Point blank. Why did you not obey the voice of the Most High, but instead you swooped down on the plunder with shouts of victory and did evil in the sight of the Most High? Shaul said to Shemuel, I have obeyed the voice. Listen to the nonsense. I have obeyed the voice of the Most High, and I've gone on a, mich a mission on which the Most High sent me, and I've brought back Agag, the king of Amalek. And I've completely destroyed the Amalekites, but the people took something. You hear the lie? You hear the lie? But the people took some of the spoil, the sheep and the oxen, and the best things that we were to be totally destroyed to sacrifice to the Most High, your L at Gilgal, Shemuel said, listen, you know why the Most High said destroy everything? Because these people are sinners. They worship devils. They took their oxen, they took their sheep, they take all their cattle, all that stuff, and they worship devils. That's why the Most High don't want it. Don't want it. How could you sacrifice something to the creator of the universe that was sacrificed to devils? This is what people's not getting. They ain't getting it. They ain't getting it. When the Most High say destroy everything, he means everything. He don't mean, oh, just save this to the side. Because if that was the case, he would have just said it. The Most High destroy, say destroy everything. Now, this happened before. When the Most High said get rid of everything. And some fool brought a hoe into the king. Okay? And brought shame and, and um, a curse on the camp until one of the Levites thrusted uh, a, a child of Israel and some hoe in uh, their guts so they could get rid of this, uh, the sin from Yasharel. I told you, when Yasharel, one of Yasharel does something, everybody suffers because we're supposed to all be of one assembly, which is the bride of the Most High. But do you see this when I'm reading this? Do you see how they all acted? The audacity, the sheer audacity of Shaul. And then trying to gaslight Shemuel. And the Most High is just looking. Uh-huh. Shaul's going to get what he get. And don't forget that. You're going to lie in front of the Most High. Through his servant, who is the prophet. You're going to lie. You was told to do X, Y, and Z. You went on your own and did what you wanted to do again. And made yourself a laughing stock. And you really don't believe you did anything. When you know damn well in your heart of hearts, you sin. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Shemuel said, has the most high as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obedience to the voice of the most high? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice. And don't you forget that. To obey the most high is better than a sacrifice. 
Oh, don't forget that, honey. To obey the Most High is better than sacrifice. Uh-huh. Listen to what the Most High said. Don't try to make excuses and then do all this other stuff. Uh-uh. Been trying to kiss up. Obey the Most High. And all will be well with you. And to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as serious as the sin of divination, which is fortune telling. And disobe disobedience is as serious as false religion. And idolatry. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that means that's that you just breaking all kinds of laws. Because you have rejected the word of the most high, he also has rejected you as king. Here comes the punishment. This is the boom. Here comes the boom on Shaul. Okay. Mm-hmm. The most high is not playing with any of us. He said what he said. And if it was hard for you to do, then the Most High would never have picked you. Oh, Shaul could have just went and did what he, the Most High said. And the Most High said his laws are not grievous. They're not. And he's not putting some, some kind of statute or uh, law, statute, precept, or command that's too grievous for you that you can't achieve. Okay? That's, that's something that the Most High said. That's another precept. But I don't understand why you got to take it upon yourself to do what you want to do and listen to the devil because it's only wickedness and righteousness. You can't be in the middle because if you are in the middle, the most high is pushing you over to wickedness because you're not going to play with the most high. We're not going to be playing all these semantic games. We're not going to be playing all these. Oh, I didn't know. No, enough is enough. So, um, shot, um, excuse me. Um, Shemuel told Shaul. You rejected as king. The Most High said, I'm done. I'm done. Then Shaul said to Shemuel, I have sinned. Now he's crying crocodile tears. Here comes the tiny violins, honey. Ooh, here's the tiny violins where he knew better. I have sinned, for I have transgressed the command of the Most High and your words because I feared the people and obeyed the voice. Child, the excuse... <laughs> The excuse of it all. Aren't, aren't you supposed to be king, sir? He said he feared the people. Well, he's the one who told them to spare those things. You see the lies, the nonsense of it all. Now, please pardon my sin and return with me so that I may worship the most high. Crocodile tears of Shaul. So Shemuel said to Shaul, I will not return with you. For you have rejected the word of the most high. And the Most High has rejected you from being king over Yasharel. Child. As Shemuel turned to go, Shaul grabbed the hem of his robe to stop him, and it tore. Mm. That's how, whole, how tight he was holding on. So Shemuel said to him, the Most High has torn the kingdom of Yasharel from you today and has given it to your neighbor who is better than you. Also the splendor and the glory and eminence of Yasharel will not lie or change his mind. Woo! Ah. 
but he is not a man that he should change his mind. Mm, 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 mm. said, I have said, still crying, fake tears. Please honor me now before the elders of my people, before Yasharel, and go back with me so that I may worship the Most High, Yael. Child, the begging is real. So Shemuel went back following Shaul, and Shaul worshiped the Most High. Then Shemuel said, bring me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. And Agag, Agag came to him cheerfully, and Agag said, surely the bitterness of death has come to an end. Shemuel said, as your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Shemuel cut Agag in pieces before the Most High in Gilgal. Shay, you're not going to play with the Most High. Mm -mm, that's not what you're going to do. Then Shemuel went to Ramah, but Shaul went up to his house in Gibeah of Shaul. Shemuel did not see Shaul again until the day of his death. But Shemuel grieved over Shaul, and the Most High regretted that he made Shaul king over Yasharel. Isn't that sad? Let me tell you what the little the the um the point of this is. When the Most High gives his laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, they there for a purpose. To help you stay in line. But if you pussyfooting all over the place, if you breaking laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, if you acting like you don't know what's going on, trying to play possum, honey, the most high got something for you. And it ain't good. So we already see, and if you notice, we only on first um Shemuel. And we we only on um outline number Outline number five. My goodness, he still he showed his butt from the time that he became king. It's not gonna end well with him. I'm not gonna put the cart before the horse, but you'll find out it's not gonna end well with him. And this is just the beginning of the end, because these kings, many of the kings, not all of them, but many of the kings, gonna be wicked, as wicked as sin. Yes, they are. Right along with the people. This is why we in the position that we in. No child of Israel can ever, ever look at themselves and say, why is this happening to us? The more we wake up, the more we see. This is why. Enough is enough. It's just like a parent of a child that continues to show their behind. Are you not going to teach that child a lesson? Yes, you are. And that's what the Most High is doing. Most High said he weeding out rebels, and that's exactly what he's doing. And he's not playing at all. With anybody. When I continue to say the most high ain't playing with nobody, oh, I mean what I said. Because you're going to find out for yourself that the most high is not playing with none of us. Oh, no, honey. Heaven and earth uh, will testify against you all the nonsense you do. That's why the most high is just sitting up there looking at his clock. And so are the angels. The angels is going, now he's going, nope, not yet. Now, nope, not yet. There's a time, but it ain't yet. Oh, yes, honey. Most high gonna do what he do. So with that, I say, I hope that you enjoy your day. Um, Try to get some rest in. Love on your, um, your family members. Glorify the most high. Listen to the platform library. And until next time.
hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the most high but you know what's better hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content you can also save a life by sharing this valuable content go ahead save a life today thanks